Welcome to America's Top Rabbitsons. In the merit of this class, may Hashem watch over all of the Jewish people and give enormous strength to the IDF soldiers, including Yisrael Ephraim ben Hayat Sivia, Eitan Yehuda ben Nahama Pesha, Eitan Yisrael ben Shoshana Chaya, Ella David ben Yael Marsha, and Elan Gabriel ben Dina Aliyah. Please click on the subscribe button to subscribe to us on the America's Top Rabbitsons YouTube page, or click follow to follow us on your podcasting app so that you are the first to know when an inspiring new episode is posted. Today, I am really, really genuinely excited to welcome Rebetzin Nahama Dina Labor. Rebetzin Nahama Dina is a co-director of Jewish Greenbush Retreat Campus and also of the Chabad of Greenbush and Southern Rensselaer County in New York. She's also the founder and director of the Jewish Girls Retreat and the Jewish Girls Unite and Grow Connection Network Global Online Community for girls and for women. Rebbitz Nahamadina is a certified life coach, and she is also the author of several books, including Grow Through Prayer and Three Grow Planners. She's also the mother and grandmother of 11 children. Thank you so much for being here. Please tell us more about yourself and what you do. Oh, you're on mute. Thank you so much, Vera, for this wonderful opportunity, especially on this auspicious day of the eighth day of Hanukkah. So my mission has always been, from the time I'm a young girl, to add light to the world. Beautiful. And, and help others see that light in themselves. And so my, my week right now is filled with leading growth circles for women from around the world. And we focus on the GROW method and strengthening our trust in Hashem. We we say Tehillim for Israel, and there are discussions, and we have GROW mentors who I've trained in the GROW method of prayer who are facilitating in breakout rooms and training others to speak this language of the soul. I also meet with girls, and I have other teachers at the Jewish Girls Unite online platform, and here we we empower girls before their bat mitzvah. We have teen circles and also Sunday morning creative online clubs. So that would be where I am in the virtual world. I also have the Chabad of Southern Rensselaer County. We had our Hanukkah party last night and we do retreats at our 15 acre beautiful retreat campus, which is a total gift from Hashem. Wow. Thank you, Hashem where we have animals uh, and my husband is very into the the nature. He's also a beekeeper, so not the conventional rabbi. <laughs> and, and I think that's what draws a lot of our campers where we, where we run the Jewish girls retreat. We've been doing this for over 20 years. So really everything started with the girls and it has, thank God, evolved into sharing the resources that I created for girls with, with mothers, mentors, educators from over two decades of working with the souls of Jewish girls. And I'm finding that many women also need this because we're all little girls inside. Sure. We're all the daughters of Hashem. So thank God now I'm planning the winter retreat that's coming up in December. It's been going on for 17 years. And thank God I have never missed a year. 
except for COVID, actually. <laughs> can you tell me about this yeah. one? So this this December, but, we're actually recording this in December. So can you tell us a little bit about it? So every year during winter break, we've had a retreats and it used to be in different rental locations. And now, thank God, five years ago, we bought our own place in East Greenbush, New York. And girls come from all over and we always have a theme. And of course, we use the grow method of prayer to make davening more meaningful, which I will share very soon what it is. And we we incorporate dance, art, and creativity into whatever Jewish theme we choose. And this year we're calling it Build Bitachon because everyone needs Bitachon, trust in Hashem. And even young girls need it. Actually, the younger we instill these values, the, the easier it is because our brain is wired in such a way that we remember that Hashem is with us and it becomes our second nature. And thank God this was my upbringing growing up in Brooklyn, New York. I grew up surrounded by, by this, the holiness of the Lubavitcher Rebbe. I received many dollars and guidance from him. And my own father was a Balchuva who found the Rebbe, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, and decided to change his whole path of life wow. from going on to a master's at Harvard. Instead, he chose to go to Hadar Torah and he became a rabbi. That's amazing. The daughter of a rabbi and an educator. And I was very much inspired by my father to pray with meaning. He would tell me pray in English, which was unusual, but he understood young children and how to instill values in them. And he was known as a master educator. And he promised me that he would teach me how to teach from the time I was young. It was contagious. It was like whatever he did, you just wanted to do. He was a very just a very dynamic person. And I, when he passed away, when I was 10, my first thought was who is going to teach me how to teach? He told me he would give me the tricks of the trade. That was the first thought, you know, when trauma happens, you just remember where you were and your first thoughts. Yes. And so I believe that he's, he's really guiding me. And he instilled in me these values of trust in Hashem, which begins with tefillah, with prayer. And that, that I'm bringing this in because I, since I received it from such a young age, people tell me it's so innate in you. I wish I received this when I was young. Now it's such a struggle to learn to pray and to trust in Hashem. And so I say, but it's never too late. And that's why I've created like a grow method and tools that will speak to the hearts of every Jew, because we're all young. We all need, we all need that connection to Hashem through creativity and through integration and making it our own. Otherwise it stays up in our head right? and it's not integrated. And we feel this misalignment with our soul. And that is my mission to connect every part of our lives to the light that's within us. And when you're connected to that light, everything in your life is illuminated. The darkness, the difficulties, 
become just completely, it's different. It, it's pierced by the light of your soul and of Hashem. So how do we access that? How do we reach that part in us? And that's what, that's what I offer many different tools and especially the grow method of prayer has become a very popular one <laughs> as, yeah. as of the last couple of years. It really was, it came out of COVID where people felt very disconnected. And as I was saying, I do retreats during COVID, we did many more programs online, even a winter retreat and a summer retreat for girls online for hours a day, as if they were in camp. And then we also expanded our programming for women. So as I was teaching prayer, somehow this was downloaded from Hashem, a very simple way to connect to Hashem in a, in a very real way. That's so beautiful. And I'm so excited because we are going to be talking about the grow method of prayer today. And it's going to be so deep and so intense and so meaningful. So I'm actually, I'm personally, I'm very, very excited about that because I mentioned earlier that you're the author of the book. The book that you wrote is called Grow Through Prayer. And grow is capital G, capital R, capital O, capital W, like you're holding up. Yes, grow through prayer. And this book is a guide to utilizing the language of prayer to connect to your soul, to your creator and to others. And you formulated the four core steps of prayer into the acronym GROW, G-R-O-W. And the G stands for gratitude, R for recognition, O for oneness, and W for wishes. And this book helps women grow, women and girls grow in mind, body, and soul as prayer trans transforms us. So each of these four core steps is so powerful. And today we're going to dive into each of these steps in an effort to elevate ourselves. So let's start at the beginning. So first of all, can you please tell us about the book in your own words and take us through each of these four steps one by one in depth? Of course. So first I want to say gratitude to you. Thank you for asking me this question, which I love answering. I recognize that you did amazing research <laughs> and I'm very impressed that you already, you know, were able to share the growth to me in your question. And so the oneness is we're going to connect now through the GROW method. We'll elevate ourselves, as you said, we'll reveal a little more oneness, a little more light in the world, especially on the eighth day of Hanukkah, which is all about going above and beyond and connecting to that infinite part of us that is above nature, that's our soul. So how do we, the oneness is the soul. How do we reveal the oneness in ourselves in this world? Now, oneness, we know like achdos, unity, connection, it's a process. It doesn't just happen. When people want to make bring themselves together, they need to go through a process of understanding and recognizing each other's strengths. And when they do, then there's a true bond and oneness. And so I don't think people realize that, that when they daven, it's not just opening up a a sitter and saying a bunch of words it's there's a process that's taking place it's a ladder of connection and we're climbing this ladder of connection and so often i say well the grow method is based on the four parts of the sitter really oh i never knew that the sitter is divided into four parts yes our sages formulated the prayers in such a way that we will feel that oneness with Hashem. And in that oneness, there's love, 
we say Shema, that God is one. And then we say Ve'ahavta, and I love you, Hashem. Now tell me, can you force yourself to love Hashem? You can't force an emotion. Emotions are cultivated from our thoughts. And that is the process of prayer. So let me take you on this little journey through the order of the sitter. When I ask people in workshops, what does sitter mean? They all say prayer book. <laughs> sitter means seder, order. There's an order here. And it's brilliant. And it's actually an order to achieve communication that will bring you to connection. So how does it begin? It begins with gratitude. Gratitude opens the mind and then the heart. And it's it's a quick thank you. It's I'm grateful for to be alive. And that's how we begin every morning. The first words of when we wake up in the morning is moda'ani. I'm grateful that I have a soul and that Hashem trusts in me to use this soul today to bring my light into the world. And even when you're going through a hard time, if you can take that breath and say, even though I'm struggling right now, I'm grateful to feel, to be alive. It's like an opening. It's a little spark in the dark. And then the recognition that is processing the details. So we can recognize the gratitude in more detail, or we can just take a moment to think about what is going on in my life. What am I feeling right now? The duality. Maybe I feel, I feel some sorrow. At the same time, I feel joy. We are made up of opposites. This world is physical and spiritual at the same time. And Hashem wants us to bring it together, to make it one. But first I need to recognize the paradox, the opposites in my life. So I'm recognizing the whole world, my little world, or the world that Hashem created for me. And so that corresponds to, in the Siddur, to Pesuke de Zimra, which is called the verses of praise. It starts with Baruch Sha'amar Bahaya Olam. Blessed is Hashem who created the world. Recognize what's going on in your world. And the divine is in the details. Hashem wants us to notice the details and to praise him in detail. And that's why the Psuke de Zimra is the longest part of our prayers, because that is going to open up our hearts to connection. And then we are in oneness. Oneness is where we pledge to create oneness. To, and we affirm that Hashem is one and that everything in this world is Hashem and has that oneness of Hashem inside of it. It's just hiding. So Hashem conceals himself in nature. He conceals himself in the challenges of our life. And he wants us to find him. And, and so when we say Shema, it's with it's a mission statement that I'm going to take all that I just recognized, all the details of my life, and now I'm going to bring it into action. And the question I would say is, what does Hashem want from me now? 
How do I create oneness? And in the oneness, you would take upon yourself a small attainable action. And it's, it's unbelievable because so many times our faith stays in our head, but when you bring it down into, okay, I'm noticing that there's this conflict in my life. I'm recognizing, I'm recognizing how I feel about it, but now I'm in oneness with Hashem, who's my partner. He's, he's guiding me through this. What does he want from me? What's that one step I could take to create a dwelling place for him in this world? And another idea is to do something in the physical world, which is a mitzvah or anything that brings Hashem into this world. And that is oneness between the physical and spiritual. So if I'm going to say, I'm going to bake a cake for Shabbos, that's very physical, but I'm doing it with the spiritual intention, with the preparation for this holy day that will connect me to Hashem. So that's the oneness. And then the wish is now that I, I took ownership and always also ownership. I took ownership for my connection with my godly core, with my creator and with others too, because it always involves others, right? Our actions, our oneness is with others as well. And the soul and others, we want to, we want to connect to others. We want to help others. And that is, that brings Hashem into this world. And so for the wish, we say, Hashem, please fulfill our wishes in order to create a dwelling place for you in order to accomplish our goals and our mission. And so the wish is the Amidah, the Shemana Esrei, which comes at the end. And this is how, just to repeat, these four steps correspond Gratitude is to Berchat HaShachar, the morning blessings, starting with Moda'ani until Baruch Sha'amar. Recognition is the verses of praise, recognizing my world and that God created for me to light up. And that's the oneness is Hashem wants me to reveal his oneness in this world. That's the Shema Yisrael, the declaration of Hashem's oneness. And then my wish is the Amidah or the Shemana Esrei, where I ask Hashem to fulfill my wishes because I wanna build a home for him and bring, invite him in my home. Therefore I need a home <laughs> and I need a livelihood and I need help and I need strength and I need safety and security and peace. So Hashem, I ask you to, to do your part so we can fulfill the purpose that you created us. That is so beautiful and so amazing and so thorough and just, it's so deep. And so I, I love this. And I, I really want to like see how you apply it because I know that you teach circles, you teach uh, women and girls and you teach them this method. So can you talk a little bit about how you teach um, people this method so that they could actually implement it in their lives? Thank you. What a great question. So we have for integration, we've created grow planners. So there is a curriculum that educators can use and I sell it as a course, it's separate. And I train grow mentors and we even have a lesson plan for every prayer. And I would say that really the grow method, you wanna start off without even 
delving into the words of the sitter, just the language, the general ideas of each section of the prayers. And I call it grow through life. And for that, I have my grow planner. I don't call it the prayer planner yet because number two will be the grow prayer planner where each day we're going to focus on another word or a sentence in our prayers and grow through that. This, it there's a, a page to practice each step and it's fun for any age. And then there's one prayer, just to show you how it corresponds to gratitude. For example, there's the mode ani, and there are prompts that to practice it. Let's say, just think of 10 things you're grateful for. Gratitude is quick. It's thank you, Hashem, I'm grateful. And then recognition, as we said, is recognize and reflect on Hashem and the details of your life. And this could be nature. There can be all levels. It could be very simple. I do this with my grandchildren who are four and six. They love it. They're like, can we do grow, Bubby? And then I put about them also. I say, I'm so, so thankful to Hashem for my, you know, for my Ezreal, for my Ari. And they just light up. And then I recognize in detail how unique they are and what makes them special. And then oneness is, I'll say, what can we do together? Or I'll give them a hug or I'll even say, I love you. And the love is, is they feel it because you, you, they, they, appreciate that you see them it's not just hi Israel I love you it's I'm grateful for you and I see you and I recognize what a you know how much you helped your baby sister right and then um but of course adults can do this on the highest level grow through life so recognize recognize the challenges you're facing right now recognize the conflicting emotions in your heart and allow yourself to process through the details, because Hashem is right there. The divine is in the details. And so here I have as an example, you open your hand and satisfy every living thing with its desire. So imagine just contemplating that idea. How is Hashem taking care of every creature? It's amazing. Every creature has food that nourishes, that's completely different. And Hashem has orchestrated such a wondrous world for us. And that lights me up. And now I want to be one with Hashem. It's not I have to, I want to. And that's the Aleph here. You see, this is the Shema. Tune in. What does Hashem want from you? Own your strengths. Own your partnership. Hashem wants you to co-create. And that's what's so meaningful about prayer, is that we get to co-create our reality. The word baruch means bring down. We get to draw down the blessings and co-create with Hashem a reality that is new. Hashem says, I want I choose you as an equal partner. But of course, we just do our little part and Hashem does his own. When I look at the Hanukkah menorah, I imagine that. I say, my little part is the first candle. That's all the Maccabees had. They had one small jug of oil, but they trusted that Hashem would sustain it, even though for seven days they wouldn't have any oil until it could be manufactured. But they did their part. Hashem, this is what we have to offer. 
And look how Hashem responded with such love that he sustained their little light. And I would say that that's us. That's the partnership. What is it, that small action step that you can take, even when you don't see a solution to the problem, but there's one thing you can do, or one phone call you can make and allow Hashem to do the rest. Then we let go to the wish. And that's the wish. It's like, Hashem, this is on you. I'm letting go control. And that's what prayer is. It's about letting go, controlling everything in our lives, which is usually a trauma response. We think that if we don't take care of every little detail, no, Hashem has got you. Hashem is taking care of everything. Just do your part with trust, with oneness. Bring Hashem into it. And then the wish, it's, it's infinite. Hashem can do anything. And don't limit your wishes. Some people tell me they have a really hard time with the wish. Yeah. Because to wish means you really value yourself. And that is what Hashem wants us to do. He wants us to value the peace of God that's inside of us and let it shine, even when it's dark. And that would be grow in action or grow or grow through life. Take a life situation and grow through it. And I've had many people in going through major challenges. I mean, who hasn't been through a challenge in the last few years? Right. People are really struggling because we're not in control and we've been shown this time after time. So davening is way more than just asking for our wishes. Like when I need something, I pick up the sitter or I pick up the tehillim. It's actually about connection. And I want to share this because tefillah does not mean to pray or to ask. That's the secular definition. In Hebrew, tefillah means from the word tofel, which is to attach. It's to connect. And I have shared with you the steps for connection. Right through the grow method, yes. And that's what happens when people are in challenges or in trauma, they feel disconnected. Yes. So how do we recreate this connection between our mind, body, and our soul? Here you go. Just take a breath and say, I'm grateful to be here, to be alive. And formulate your own Pesuke de Zimra, your own verses of praise. You know, we thank Hashem for the light and the dark. That means there's darkness. Recognize it. Be, be in it. Even when you're not feeling okay, it's okay to not be okay because that's where Hashem has put us. And my father, blessed memory, was once asked, how, how do you be um, joyful when life is challenging? Yeah. And he said, to be besimcha is to be alive and to recognize what you're going through and to be in it and do whatever you can, even if you have to feel it, if that's all Hashem wants from you, is to feel it and not numb it and run away from it, but to breathe through it and say, Hashem, I recognize this is really hard, but in oneness with you, I, I, I'm going to do my part. I see that you're trusting me with this little portion of the world, which is very, very dark, but you trust me to be the light and reveal my soul that's the light within me. I say we're all living menorahs. 
We're all walking around in our little corner of the world, which could be very dark, but we have the light inside of us. So the light is there. Just plug into it and your world will be so different. Also, people think that prayer is about understanding a lot of information and all the commentaries and all the words. And if I don't, then maybe I shouldn't pray or maybe I'm not a good enough Jew. The truth is that the word daven also means from the word devant in French, which is to know that Hashem is before you. That's it. If you visualize Hashem before you, through everything you're going through in life, you see the divine devant before you, that is davening. The Lubavitcher Rebbe once told a story about this chassid of, I think, the first Chabad Rebbe. And he was a very simple person. He didn't understand all the words in the prayers. and But he would daven for a long time. And people once asked him, what are you contemplating? Why does it take you so long to pray? And he said, I once heard this vart, this story, this explanation. It says, Zachar v'shamar v'dibor echad. That Hashem said to guard the Shabbos. And it says, Zachar v'shamar, to guard the Shabbos. But also it says, that Hashem said those two words, Zachar and Shamar Bidibor, like in one word, simultaneously. But another way to explain it is Zachar, remember, Vishamar and guard, Bidavar, that in everything there's an Echad, there's oneness. And that the mission of the Jew is to find the oneness of Hashem in every Davar, in everything. And he said, with that Vart, with those words, I have davened for 40 years. So the Lubavitcher Rebbe shared, he says, it shows us that you don't need to be a great scholar and have a deep background in prayer in order to really connect to Hashem. And so this is davening. And the Lubavitcher Rebbe actually also said that people sometimes <laughs> open the sitter, they say all the words. Even they read the commentaries, but they forget who they're praying to. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> and he said that if if sometimes you don't even understand every word and you don't you can't even say every word, but you start off with remembering da mi ata omed. Know before whom you're standing and know who is standing, you a very special soul that's a huge light with a piece of God inside of you. Who are you? Know your value. And you're standing in front of the infinite God that is saying, please speak to me, talk to me. And what the grow does is simplifies it that any age, any stage, any background, you can find that connection to Hashem and understand what true davening tefillah is. And that's why you could do this several times a day. In that moment when you're looking for a parking spot, you take that breath and you say, thank you, Hashem, for my car. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm grateful, you know, that I remember to get gas this morning. <laughs> <laughs> and just like, or that I, I, I have the means 
to drive a car. Right. And and then you can just in oneness you talk to Hashem and say, you know, Hashem, it's like the oneness is also, it's like, why do you want that parking spot? It's like, what's the mission? What's the goal? So it could be, Hashem, I I I want to help my child feel better with your support here. And so I'm taking him to the store to buy something. I wish for that parking spot. And you have just brought Hashem into your day because you're not just looking for a parking spot. You are a soul on a mission and you're driving that car to bring light into that moment, to bring oneness of Hashem into that part of the world. Wow. That's so beautiful. You know, and that's a really great example of oneness. And so I just wanted to see if maybe we can do a grow on me. I would love to practice. This is such an amazing method. I want to practice it in real time so people can really see how it's done. Okay, sure. So do you want to do the grow? Do you want me to do it for you? Um, what, what, what would be best? What do you recommend? So I can guide you through it. Okay. And that's what our grow mentors do. It's like you coach people through their grow. Perfect. So first, you could do a grow based on life. And that would be level one. And I want to also share that level two is coming out soon. It's going to be a grow prayer planner, which would be the color red to match the book grow through prayer. Like this came out before. So that would be the red with the pomegranate. It's going to have a pomegranate theme Beautiful. because the fruits is the wish. You know, we, we're not in control when the fruits ripen. Right, exactly. <laughs> we do our part to nurture and tend to the trees in our garden. So level two is, is almost ready for publication. And then I have level three already out, which is the Grow Trust Planner, which is based on the Shara Bitachon. And I would say trust comes after prayer. And Muna and faith in Hashem is embedded in our prayers. Yeah. We already have it within us and we reveal it through praying. And then as we go about our day, we build on that. So that is what this is. Every day there's another idea based on the, the gate of trust, which is also called Shara Habitachon. And it's a lot of fun because these two also have coloring pages for each day with a quote. And so because we're starting with level one, this would be like a 30-day program. And at the end, you get a certificate. So I can also send you one. And this could be your day number one is, so first set an intention. What would be something that you want to break down into a grow? It could be today's the last day of Hanukkah. It's a great opportunity to just pause and contemplate like what is to feel this connection with Hashem. So, okay, so that's a really good question. When people try to figure out what they want to break out into a grow, does it have to be a challenge in their lives? Does that, does that have to be a hardship? Could, what, what is it that could be a grow? Amazing. So it could be anything. It could be a life situation. It could be how your day was or you're starting your day. It could be a joyful circumstance. It could be, yes, a challenge. It could be Hashem's beautiful day that's waiting for you. <laughs> you know, the weather. Very, very, um, any level that you want to take it on. Okay. So I should think of an intention. I should think of something that I want to do or grow on. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. There's a situation that comes in, in mind um, with my daughter. I'm, try I'm working on something with my daughter. Like, um, yeah. 
I have a challenge with my daughter. <laughs> okay. So thank you for sharing that. So, so first, you know, just take a moment. Sometimes you actually do need to like think about without any grow, just, okay, I have a challenge, uh, but now I want to bring Hashem into this challenge, right? Yes. yes. So can you think of something that you're grateful for? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely grateful for her. She is a wonderful personality. She's so sweet. She's so insightful. There's so many great things about her. Yes. Okay, perfect. So that was short and sweet. And of course, you're grateful that you have this daughter. Yes. And every child comes with the challenges. We recognize that. Yes. So recognize what's going on in your world. What are you feeling? What are you thinking? What are your options? What's going on? You know? Yeah, no, it's it's um, just a situation with her. I want to make her feel good. She's kind of feeling low right now. And I want to try to give her a really solid sense of self. But I want her to get her sense of self. She, if I cannot give her a sense of self. I want to put her in a position where she can succeed and find her own sense of self, her own sense of purpose. She's very purpose-driven, but I think she's feeling a little bit lost because she's, I guess, struggling with finding a sense of purpose right now. Okay, so in a certain way, I'm going to put that into your wish. Okay. Your wish is that she has a sense of purpose and that she has confidence. I hear that, you know, and that's a beautiful wish any mother would want. But really, it's her journey. And you're not fully in control of when it's going to happen. Sure. You can make that your mission in oneness with Hashem. So we're going to bring that into the oneness of how can you own this mission that Hashem has entrusted to you? He believes in you because he gave you this daughter. And he knows you're the perfect mother for her. <laughs> We're going to go back to that is the recognition is I'll even do that to you. Like if I'm coaching you, I could, and I, and I knew you even more, I would say, you know, I do recognize the fact that you're even thinking about this shows how dedicated you are and you're finding ways to build her up. Yes. And so in, how do you feel it bring, talk about yourself. And that's what this does. It's a little bit vulnerable, but it's like, why? Like, why do you care so much? Or how does this make you feel as a mother? That's the recognition. Recognize what's going on in your world, not yet in your daughter's world, because that is not so much in your control. Right. So I feel, you could say, I feel, I notice, I recognize about myself. Right. Okay. The girl is about myself and not for her. It's so, that's, that's the tricky part. Cause we're always, as mothers, we're always so outward focused. What's going on with this one? What's going on with that one? And it's very hard. I'm so glad that you pointed that out. Cause my first thing was I was recognizing in her, you know, but to recognize in myself, it, it just flips everything, which is really, really great. Cause that's where the work is. It's in ourselves. I can't do the work on her or for her. I can only do the work in myself. So this is like, really, this is amazing. Okay. So I recognize in myself that um, I recognize in myself that I'm doing the best that I can to be a good mother for her. And I'm recognizing in myself that I'm seeing that I'm seeing in her these really, really special qualities that she has. And it's so funny because when you see a quality in somebody else, it's often a mirror for what's already inside of you. So I see her good points and I also see her challenging points, but I see that within her and I want to recognize my insight and awareness of this. That is stunning. And now if you want to add to that, what do you recognize about Hashem? 
I recognize that Hashem, first of all, he gave us, both of us, our good qualities and our bad qualities, but he also opened my eyes to be able to see them. That's amazing. And the fact that you're noticing it now, it's because it's coming up because this is the time that Hashem wants you to face it. He's giving you new strength to handle it, new awarenesses. Yeah. And perhaps the GROW method is going to support you <laughs> at this I, time. I think so. Yes, I do. <laughs> so, and eventually you could even do a GROW once you do it on yourself. I find that if we do a GROW on ourselves, like recognizing my value and that Hashem is giving me the strength and also recognizing where I want to grow, recognizing what is hurting me, then I'm able to make space for others because I gave myself that pause. And I, it's true as mothers, we're, we're, not, we're not taking enough time to notice what we're, what we're experiencing. Right. And when we do, then we can take that pause and recognize what our children are experiencing. Wow. <laughs> That's really profound, right? But we have to recognize this. I know I can speaking for me personally, I never take a moment to think, how am I feeling? How is this affecting me? What do I think about this? I'm not thinking about what I, me, what I think, what I feel, what you know, what I'm doing. I'm thinking about the other person. How is that person going to take that? What can I do for that person? How how can I set up that person for the best, you know, experience? And I'm I'm never ever taking into consideration me and my feeling and my involvement. I'm just doing. I'm doing for others. And it, it would it would behoove me to just stop for a minute and and put myself into it, bring Hashem into it, and kind of get centered with His help. Wow. Do you realize that there's only one letter difference between Gola and Geula? Wow. Okay. Never Gola, thought about that. <laughs> Gola in Hebrew means exile. And when you insert the Aleph, which is the Achad, Hashem, into your situation, it's a shift to Geula, to redemption. And that is personal redemption. And we know that for global redemption to happen, each of us need to go through experiencing personal redemption. And there are these small moments where we bring Hashem into it. We don't see the solution right in front of us all the time. Often we feel powerless. And so we're trying to control whatever we can. And sometimes we're trying to control our family members or change them. And then we know that that doesn't work. No. So the goal here is recognize yourself recognize how Hashem is with you. And now let's bring that into the oneness that this is your mission to create oneness in your dira betachtonim, in God's dwelling, in your home. So what is one action step? And sometimes even before the action step, it could even be I what I feel because that's still integration. It's still, it doesn't have to be a, it could be a being action. Like I feel something towards Hashem, towards my daughter. I feel empowered. I'm open. I'm owning my role, my strength. And is there one thing that you can do to be, to, to create this alignment between your body and your soul, you and Hashem, and that will overflow into connection with your loved ones. It's so interesting that you say that because like this whole time that we've been talking, like even since the beginning of the podcast, obviously I have the situation on my mind and I'm just, you know, whatever, it's in my head as I'm talking to you, as I'm, as I'm listening to you, as you know, as we're interacting. 
And I had thought about this, like this oneness. I didn't even know it was going to be under the category of oneness. But when you were talking about the planners and everything like that and davening with kavana, with meaning, with intention, I my first thought was I want to bring that into my home. I want to do things with more intention. When I cook a Shabbos meal, when I bake a cake for a, a woman who just had a baby, when I do something, my, my other daughter's birthday is coming up. Um, not the one I'm talking about, a different daughter. And I want to do, I want to just bring Kadusha into the house, not just here's a present, here's a cake, but to do it with spiritual intention. And when my my younger daughter, the one I am talking about, sees me davening, sees me talking to Hashem, using spiritual words, just focusing my my actions, my thoughts, and my words with intention toward Hashem and doing things in, with Shem Shemayin, like, you know, in the name of Hashem, with, with Hashem with me, I think it's going to rub off on her. I really do. I think that for her, it's going to be a powerful step because I'm going to be more joyful. I know I'm going to be more joyful when I do it. And I think that's what she needs to see for me. She needs to see more joy, more life, more like, you know, more mommy with a mission. You know what I mean? Mommy's doing something with purpose. Not that she's just doing it, but she has a purpose in doing it. I, and I think for this particular daughter that I'm talking about, I think it's really going to resonate with her. Wow. Wow. You know what? I see that your oneness just flowed from recognition, but you wouldn't have come to that or it wouldn't have been as authentic if you would just say, I know I need to be Vesimcha. I need to be this role model for her. But because you first recognize the pain and the yearning under the pain is really a yearning for a deeper connection with your daughter. But look at it. It's actually a deeper connection with Hashem. Right. A hundred percent. Through everything we do as mothers, that can seem so mundane. And you're bringing meaning because a woman is constantly in prayer. You're constantly connecting to Hashem through everything we do. That's the oneness. Wow. I'm, I'm in awe of you. <laughs> you, just, you just share that oneness so naturally. And then you can make that even more, you know, you have a goal to bring more meaning into your mundane actions. Yes. And then you bring it in. Oh, and I, I'm going to, you know, do this in this specific way. Like we know, you know, every goal needs a very specific action. So my father, just what I was thinking about, my father as an educator, he was instructed by the Lubavitcher Rebbe three, with three tips for teaching. And one of them is be a role model. Right. of what you teach, don't just teach. And the second one was be besimcha, teach with joy. And the third one was words from the heart will enter the heart. And I recognize that grow has all three because it's a language of the heart. Tefillah is avodah shabalev and it's work from the heart. And that's what Hashem wants. That's why some people find it really difficult to pray. Yeah. And including children, including teenagers. And I, I hear about this all the time, which is why now I'm offering training to educators. And many times when educators take the training, they say, wow, I need to start doing this. I need to do grow. How could I teach this? And I was thinking the other day, even my own children, or are they learning from me telling them to say a blessing on their food, to say a bracha, or I'm telling, you know, telling them what to do? Or are they learning more from watching me and the way I eat? What's way more powerful? Oh, your example for sure. You know, we don't even have to say anything. When we're in oneness, and I say there's three C's. Oneness with our godly core, which is sometimes trapped 
in so many layers. So we're like redeeming our godly core from all the negativity just by first noticing what's on top of it. What are the layers? Where do I feel the disconnect and that darkness and allowing my soul to break through? It's such a good feel. It's such an amazing feeling. And then also with my creator, I'm noticing how Hashem is a partner and my soul is a piece of him. And then, of course, with my community. So that's the third C, which is everyone that's in my community, in my circle, in my little world. Thank God today we're global. We don't know who we're reaching. <laughs> so that's that's so that's such an amazing miracle. And I know that you had another question about how it all began. Yes, yes, we have time. We do. We have time for one last question because I do. I really, absolutely love your grow method, and I'm so grateful to you that you, that that we did a practice together. So thank you. Um, but you know, I know that there's a story behind it, behind your creation of this method. And could you please share with us what led you to create grow and how grow has impacted your life personally? Thank you. So grow. <laughs> really is an evolution. You know, I've been teaching prayer for years and I even did it as a curriculum in camp. And then I taught it online to girls at the Jewish Girls Unite school, which grew during COVID. And I think while I was teaching the prayer and all the four steps, one day I just noticed that the word grow, which I always loved, and I always called my my shear, you know, like the learning class in camp grow workshop. Because I wanted the girls to feel that it wasn't just another class like they like they learn in school, but it's a it's a it's a place to grow. And it was always about letting them speak and it was very interactive. And so grow workshop is something I've used for over 20 years. And then one day I realized gratitude and matches step one of davening. And I just, it just, I don't know where it came from, but it was God. And around that time, I was speaking to a dear friend, Mickey Masri, and her mother had passed away within that year. It was right before her first yard site. And she said, this year, I really connected again to prayer because before her mother passed away, her mother, who was a Holocaust survivor, Chaya Bas Esther, she said, who's going to pray? She has three daughters. She said, who's going to say Kaddish and who's going to pray? And for her, prayer was very important because her father was the, the Chazen in the Shul in Prague, the Altenoi Shul, before the Holocaust. Yeah. They survived miraculously. And so she, her, her daughter, Mickey, always, you know, always saw her, her mother was connected to her faith and said Shema every day and talked to Hashem. But then at the, she says, who's going who's gonna to continue? Who's going to pray? Who's going to say Kaddish? So Mickey from her two other sisters said, I'm going to make sure this happens. And I'm going to pray for you every day. So Mickey started going to Shul and started to pray. But she said to me, I don't understand the words. And even the words I do understand I don't connect to them so much. I want them to feel more meaningful. So this actually happened right before the grow kind of downloaded to me. I said, there has to be a way to, to make, to feel a more accessible and meaningful to anyone of any background. And I want to do this 
in memory of your mother, Mickey. Let's see how we can bring your mother's legacy to the world. And I feel like when you connect to an Ashama, just like I have for many years connected to my father of blessed memory, and he's helped me teach. When I connected to Mickey's mother, Chayabas Esther or Claire, I feel like she literally came down and helped me bring davening to anybody, young, old people who know Hebrew, who don't, that this is the language of the soul that connects minds and hearts and souls. It connects us to our core, connects us to our creator, to our community. It's such an amazing way to even speak to each other. Like I can always remember before I ask my husband for something, you know, I make a wish, always start with a gratitude. It's not so difficult. And if you have a little more time, recognize, and don't just do it when you're asking for a wish, of course, <laughs> but, you know, throw the gratitudes and the recognitions. It's like just adding so much sweetness. And then, of course, you're, you're, you're creating that oneness with others and Hashem blesses the oneness. Um, and also, for years, I also thought that prayer was about asking for our needs. And there was a huge disconnect for me because when my father passed away and I I prayed for his, for his recovery from the time I was young, I remember everybody was praying for him. And I, I thought, oh, so I used to love prayer. And he even told me, pray in English and connect to the words What's the point of prayer? Is there anybody up there listening? Right. And then through this, I realized that prayer is about connection. It's about building a relationship. And Hashem, Hashem is the one in control. And he knows, he knows what's best for me. And even when I don't get the yes, that's okay. Because that is what is part of Hashem's bigger plan. And so I can trust. And so when I go through the steps of prayer, I'm in trust. I'm in oneness. I'm in partnership with Hashem and his plan. And then I know the wish will come in accordance with Hashem's will. Of course, we can co-create and say, Hashem, this is your will. Like you want this too. You want us to build you this beautiful home so that we could bring in more guests. Yeah. And we can have that conversation with Hashem and trust that Hashem will respond in the right time. You know, a lot of times people with Shaduchim feel this, that it's not in their control. And so you say, Hashem, it's for you. I want to build your home. And, and Hashem listens. He really does. But it's not about, it's not just about asking for your wishes. The connection with Hashem is what strengthens us through the darkness in our life. It's the guiding light that illuminates every challenge. A hundred percent. Knowing that I'm not doing this alone and I could trust that Hashem has a reason, even if I don't see it and understand it. And um, so while I was going through this under new understanding of prayer and I was studying more about prayer, a few women asked me to start a class. And that's when I started in 2015, an online class for women. The only class I had at that time for women was about prayer. It was called Roses to Pearls. And the idea was that there are thorns in our lives and through prayer, we can see the, thor the, the, the roses in our garden. 
we can see the good in our life and see that even the thorns, they help us grow. Yeah. So I've been teaching the prayer for a long time. And then the grow method, you know what happens? Like everything in your life comes together, the grow workshop. And it it just, it was my yearning to bring it to people in an easy way. And I would say it's it's a rewiring of the brain from the lock to Hashem's love and his light. It's and, so and you're able to see it. And so if people want to participate in the workshops, if they want to do the teacher trainings, how can they get involved? So growconnectionnetwork.com. Okay. Grow, I want to include in the show notes, but it's growconnectionnetwork.com. Perfect. Thank you. And you can order our books there and connect to me. And I'll let you know how, when our trainings are, there's also the trainings there are, you can buy it right there. There's recordings, but then I also connect to the person live and there are some live trainings. Beautiful. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rebetzin and Hamadina, for joining us on America's Top Rebetzins. And in the merit of this class, may Hashem watch over all the Jewish people and give enormous strength to the idea of soldiers, including Eitan Yehuda ben Nahama Pesha, Eitan Yisrael ben Shoshana Haya, Yisrael Ephraim ben Haya Tzivia, Elad David ben Yael Masha, and also Elan Gabriel ben Dina Aliyah. Thank you so much again. Thank you.